Charles, 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 what's happening, sir? Oh, man, happy Friday to you. Happy Friday to you in the year 2022. Is this, this is our first show of 2022, isn't it? First show of 2022. First show of 2022. A lot to cover, but we can't start the new year off right unless you do your annual monologue to just bring us into the new year. So what's on your mind, Sir Charles? What's on my mind is this. Are we really wanting to stay inside for another whole year? That's the question I have been pondering. That is the question that I'm sure a lot of people have been pondering, considering uh, for Mississippi, a 625% increase in COVID cases. Um, the new variant, Omicron, is upon us. And I've been reading up, as you know I always do, on what's over the horizon. And there are two things that I'm watching that are over the horizon related to COVID-19. And that is flu-rona. Sounds scary and ominous and just downright wicked. Um, there are confirmed cases of flu-rona already. And secondly is IHU. Are you familiar with IHU? I am not. Educate That is a new variant of COVID-19. Oh, that's that, the one they found in France, right? No. No. Yes, yes, France, France. Flurona was uh, in Israel and IHU is in France and uh, it seems to be highly transmissible and maybe much more so than Omicron. So buckle up, get your seatbelt and get your uh, booster shots. Um, get vaccinated. You know, this brings up an interesting thing and I'm just going to hit it right off the top because, you know, for all the 72 babies, you know, this is a big year for us. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I was slated to kick off the year strong, set the pace, right? Yep. And I'm having to recalibrate and reschedule and, and change things. So, so Charles, as you get the outlook on 2022, how do we, how do we best what is your advice or how are you going to best live, still accomplish some of the balances of life and still be safe in terms of COVID? Well, I think a couple things. One, you have to limit the amount of access. Doesn't mean you have to shut everything down, but you have to limit the amount of access because with highly transmissible variants, that means um, they may not be as deadly as the Delta variant, but it has more potential to infect a whole lot of people really fast. So the more people you have in one space, you need to be checking uh, for those who are vaccinated versus unvaccinated, those who are boosted versus unboosted, because all of those things will matter. If they're vaccinated and boosted, then you have a better chance of not having strong symptoms. And then, and then the other thing is, you know, from a business perspective, we have taken steps to limit the number of people in the office. That means we're going to be using a lot of technology, um, even limiting the number of staff that are in the office at one time yeah. uh, so so that we can keep everybody safe. It doesn't mean that we're going to stop operating. It just means we're trying to do our, our best to uh, make sure that everyone has the opportunity to try and be safe. Yeah. You know, and, and for us, I mean, we've we've kind of got adjusted to it now, but, you know, we used to, I mean, you alternate every other month. You, Dallas. Yeah. Jackson, and, um, and COVID changed that. And it looks like now I said, well, I don't know when I'll see. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, we have to be, you know, out of an abundance of caution, you have to be safe. I mean, you want to be you want to be able to do business as usual, but right now, business as usual means uh, remote is a part of that. It does. And speaking of technology, I want to welcome our Twitter audience. Uh, at first show of 2022, we are now broadcasting live on Twitter as well, so you can catch us on Facebook, on YouTube, or Twitter live every Friday at 4.30. So 
as always, we continue to find improvements and, and to reach you uh, where you where you reside and where you feel most comfortable. So look for some more things coming out. I do have a couple of announcements. And for those of you that are on our mailing list, you will be getting a video of some of these. But I've been getting a lot of questions about our um, consumer credit program and our business credit program. Our consumer credit program obviously was closed in 2021. We only take so many spots a year. Um, and we will be opening new spots for 2022. I'm going to put out an announcement uh, later this month. And then I'm also going to host a free credit 101 webinar. You don't have to register, but it will be free. Just get it, everybody, basically kick off 22, right? And to improve your financial picture. I will also be announcing classes are open for enrollment into the credit program. I have a video out that will go over all the fees, the costs, how it works, what we do, everything. We're fully transparent here. There's nothing to hide. There's no hidden fees. I'm going to tell you everything we do. And I'm going to even tell you the fact that there's nothing we do that you can't do yourself. It's just a matter of you got the time and you want to study up and get the expertise. That's true. There's no secret sauce or magic. It's just hard work and understanding how the game works. But that is coming, so pay attention on all of our formats, whether it's Twitter, whether it's our website, whether it's Facebook, whether it's YouTube, for those announcements about the credit program. I can tell you, we've had some amazing successes in 2021. People buying houses in the midst of the pandemic, people um, getting rid of a lot of debt in the midst of the pandemic. We're just simple, good practices around finances. And I like to say common sense approach. I'm not, I'm not trying to give you a PhD in finance. It's just, how do I how do I eat this as a right of uh, credit and debt? And it's it's a long way, not a short game. So we've had amazing successes, and I want to help more of you. And because I take every person that we enroll, I know personally, and I qualify them personally. Not everybody qualifies, so I can only take a certain amount. But we are going to expand it in 22 and take more in 22 than we took in 2021. So get in early. When those doors open. Yeah, I think that's I think that's great. I mean, I I'll say this to you. Thank you. I've been one of your credit customers. I mean, there's no shame in it. Um, life brings all kind of things to you, and when it does, sometimes it can affect your credit. And so, knowing that we had this product available, I got in the program, and I can tell you, I've had amazing results. Um, I went from being a little bit low to now a little bit high. Not to be a lot high. So yeah, but, yeah. But, so. but Charles, I think when you speak to that, speak more to like what makes us different than that. Because there's a lot of people that do credit repair, and you will never hear me advertise our program as credit repair because we do so much more than that. We really take an educational approach. So talk to people about the experience of the program as a customer, because I treated you no different. I was just right. on yeah. your No, I, I think that's I think that's a I think that's a great point. I mean, um, I would say it was 95% educational, um, in that you were you were a hard taskmaster and hey, you need to do this by this date, and then uh really being accountable, making me be accountable of getting you certain things and getting them in the system but then seeing the system being fully transparent i could see when things were being checked i could see when things were being done and ultimately i can uh see the you know the fruits of of that accountability uh and have a different mindset about how to add some some safeguards some guardrails if you will going forward so that should life throw a lemon i won't have to worry about making lemonade i can just add add some uh add some juice yeah well definitely listen if you i hear people saying they want to be customers look on our website and i'll pull it up before the end of the show you show you exactly where you can go and you can book a consultation with me we can go through everything and make sure you qualify one of the things i do regardless of whether you join the program and I, I do a free well it, it'll cost you one dollar I do, a, and that's just for me to get access to all your credit reports, but I do a full comprehensive audit of all of your three bureaus and explain it to you in layman's terms so you can understand what's going on, why that's affecting you this way, 
what actions. And and I I, I can't own this or take credit for this because this comes from my good friend Emmanuel in Atlanta. The, the, his philosophy, which I totally believe, he said most of us don't have a credit problem. We have a behavior problem. And yep. that's true. And so our approach at Urban Law is we, if we know that if we fix the behavior, we can change your credit for life. If we don't fix your behavior, we can change your credit for a short amount of time and you're going to be right back to doing the same thing. So we right. really are all about changing the behavior and what's between your ears and how you think and how you understand and understanding the algorithm. Because after all, guys, the credit system was created by a mathematician and a data scientist. It's yeah. All so so life. talk about talk about that for a second because one, that was one of the big educational pieces that has helped me tremendously, and I know you can see that reflected in my score. Uh, was understanding the difference between the dates and how they calculate because it's more than just proper use of the card; it's also something else. So talk about that something else because that was extremely helpful. Um, and, and and probably show the most fruit for me as far as a big, big bump in uh, credit score. Yeah, I, you know, so first thing, um, you know, and real quick, there are five components to this credit score to make up your total 550 points. Uh, as you know, the highest you can get is 850 on the consumer side, the lowest is 300. But it breaks it down like this, 35% of your score, 192.5 points is your payment history. That's what you did yesterday and beyond. Right. I can't change what you did yesterday, but we can we can fix what is inaccurate mm -hmm. uh, there and we can change what you do tomorrow. The next biggest thing that most of us don't understand, particularly in minority communities, because it's not taught, is the 30 percent of your score is in utilization. This is all about how you use credit cards. And so some people will say credit cash is king. No, cash is not king. <laughs> The only people that say cash is king is people who don't have credit. Because <laughs> right. if I can spend somebody else's cash and save mine, that's a better way for me to do it because I have more leverage in the long term. But the thing with utilization is 165 points. It's 30% of your score. And most of us don't are not getting but a small fraction of that because we don't understand how the credit cards work and how they work with the algorithm that actually creates your score. See, actually, we don't have a score, people. We actually have data. And that data is dynamic, meaning it constantly changes based on our actions. That's why we have to address the behavior. That data is then put into an algorithm that creates a score. Now, for those of you to get on Credit Karma, listen, your score don't change every day. Credit Karma is, has a computer program that's doing an estimation of what they think your credit will be based on the activity and things you're doing. Your score actually only changes once, <laughs> once a month, once every 35 cycle period. So know that. Uh, you can even pull, we have a program where you can get your credit score and a lot of other things along with identity theft and a lot of other protections. NAS has a money management system that I cost you $19.95 a month that I still have for myself. It helps me make sure I keep track of it. But back to Charles' question, the biggest thing with credit card is the due date that's on your statement is not the real due date. That's the due date that benefits the bank. And actually, the proper way to use a credit card, if you're doing it right, when your statement arrives to you, if your statement doesn't say zero balance, zero payment due, you're fighting the fight the wrong way. Right. And that's what people don't understand. That means you have to actually pay your credit card online before your statement is your real due date is your statement cycle ending day. Then if you back up three days from your statement, statement cycle ending day, that's your three-day blackout period, which you shouldn't use your card. Why should you not use your card, you ask? Because when you process a credit card transaction, before it actually appears on your statement, it goes into what's called a pending status. For the clear, if you ever bought something they put a hold on your account, it's impending. It's not an actual charge yet. So when things are impending, depending on your credit card company, you probably are not allowed to pay that because it's not going to show that you have an amount due. So that means, though, if you're at the last day, when it, and that's the last day of your cycle, it reports your utilization to the credit card bureaus as of your last day of your cycle ending. So if you're not able to pay that bill 
because it's an end instead of your cycle and when it reports to zero it's going to report as an actual charge even though you wouldn't actually have to pay it. <coughs> utilization. So that's why you have a three-day blackout period before your ending date. So your real due date is three days before your cycle ends. That's your real due date. Now, now, hold, stop right there because you said a lot of stuff. So let's, <laughs> let's break that down so people will have a, a good understanding of it because I think that's something that, I, like I said, for me, that, that was the most beneficial, that blackout period and you know going on from there you know well this brings up a good point that that this uh listener has said see i want to just pay cash for everything and be done if the money ain't there i just won't get it to educate i will that's not what you want to do because here's the other thing if you don't have credit cards and you're not actively using them that works against you in the utilization as well so so get this You've heard that they used to teach us when we were younger, you don't have, it's not that you have bad credit, you don't have any credit. Uh, newsflash, not having any credit is bad credit. They're the same thing. It, it, it's, they're first cousins, same thing. Um, in fact, they're identical twins. So you have to have, for the algorithm to reward you, you have to not only have credit, but you have to use it as well. You have to show that you use it, which actually, the way the algorithm, the algorithm is designed is designed to predict your ability and your willingness to pay back in the agreed terms that you set. And so that's what it's predicting. So when anybody loans you money, gives you a loan for a mortgage, gives you a loan for a car, the reason why they pull that credit bureau is to basically see what is the predictable value of you actually back. That's what it's all about. So like I said, it was created by mathematicians and a data science, uh, Bill Fair and Earl Isaac. That's why you got FICO, Fair Isaac. That's that's what that stands for. Credit organization. Yeah. No, I think that's I think that's wonderful. Um, and I think, you know, if people are interested, uh, definitely take a look at it because I remember back to uh, a show we did right before the pandemic kicked off. Uh, really, really strong. And we talked about what was to be gained during the pandemic. And this is one of those things that you can work on and gain and put yourself in a very favorable position. If you take the time to do the steps, you've got to do the work um, to change those behaviors. But if you can get your credit uh, in order, you can do anything. It doesn't matter what your job is. It doesn't matter what your education level is. But if you have great credit then that puts you in a, a whole different category as a united states citizen absolutely absolutely and listen you can uh right here i'm going to put this link uh, i'm going to share it with everybody here show it um let's see so this is our credit score improvement program. You can go to our website at urban-law.com, and I'll put a link to this exactly as well. Go to credit score improvement program. We're going to talk about business credit on the next show. But if you scroll down to the bottom, you can actually uh, complete this and send it in for a new strategy session. And I'm going to also put a link in for you that will take you uh, directly uh, to our calendar that will allow you to, to, to book. And I think this might do it. I haven't been on our website in a while. Here it is right here. So, exactly. So if you just scroll right here and go to contact us online, if you click contact us online, it's gonna take you right there and you'll see Charles and me. If you wanna do a legal consultation, you go to Charles. If you wanna do a business, which is credit is under that, then you wanna schedule a consultation with me. That goes right into our calendars with scheduled time, we'll call you. And we'll go over everything and we'll even get on a video call with you so that we can show you and explain everything so uh so generally what i do i have a phone call with you go over several factors we see if you qualify i do an analysis of your credit uh for one dollar i i compile a report i set a meeting with you again to go over it i explain every single thing that's on your report why they saying this is hurting you, everything you're doing, and I so you can fully understand it. And I give you a realistic timeline on what it's gonna look like to turn that around. And Charles will tell you, I 
I will tell you, this 12, 14 months for you, based on what I've seen, I'll tell you why. And I'll tell you the way we're going to do it. We're going to do it the legal way, the right way. But more importantly, you're gonna, you won't make the same mistake again because now you have the education and you understand it. So people call me and like, hey, I just did something. I know I messed up, but I already did this to fix it. I just want to let you know because I know you're going to see it on my report. So yeah. that means I'm going to change the behavior. And once you get to that point, the, the results are coming. Yeah. I mean, and, and talk about this too, Leslie, because I think when, when you talk about creative, people kind of clam up. Um, there are levels, just like anything else in life, there are levels to it. Um, you may be in the sixes, but you can, you if you change a couple behavioral things, you can get to the sevens. And exactly. if you get to the sevens, you may be able to get to the eights. Yeah. Each one of those, each one of those levels unlocks benefits uh, as far as how you operate in your household and they're good benefits. Absolutely. Um, you know, I'm going to, um, and keep talking, Charles, that remind me, I'll see if I have a sample kind of audit I do. But one of the things I show people is that if you can get to the 700 club, that, that's really our goal for everybody. What's your plan to 700? Yeah. If you can get to 700 and you keep doing the things that we've taught you, you're going you're gonna to eventually get to 800. Yeah. But the, what pe most people don't realize, if you can get to the mid-700s, there's nothing you can't buy. That's right. <laughs> I mean, the, the magic key, if, if we can get you at 750 or higher, 740 or higher, there's nothing you can buy. You're really at the top tier of credit there. You're in the top 2%, 2 3% of people. Well, like, hold on, hold on, hold on, because that, 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 that brings up something else. Okay. Not only can you buy it, but you buy it for less money than you would in the 600. Let me give you an example. Let me give you an example. So I just did this uh, even just for my wife, just to show her and I was showing another customer. So I just recently bought a car, right? Um, and we traded another one about a car. Now in the pandemic, you know, I, I drive a car to the wheels fall off, literally. Yeah. But we had to have something because we were doing more driving. So we had something to go up and down the highway that was dependable. So I only finance a small, small portion of the car, but the part I finance, because of what I understand and how I've protected my credit, ask me what my interest I paid on the car. Now for, I paid, I got a 36-month finance, 0% interest. Yeah. So I'm paying I'm paying 0% interest for the car. Right. I'm not paying anything in financing. Based on the plan I set for myself, it'll be paid off in 12 months. But even if I would have got a 7% interest rate, which is not bad, it ain't great, it ain't bad. Not bad, I mean, it's people driving around with 22, 23% interest. That's horrendous. 7% interest, that same car, let's say that car cost me 20,000, I'm paying 20,000 at 0%. If I'm paying 7% interest on that car, I'm paying about 25,000 for that car. So, you, you know, and most people that don't have good credit are paying 18% or higher. That's right. So I just talked to a gentleman that bought a car for $38,000. By the time he financed it and paid for it over seven years, he paid $58,000 for the car. So here's where it becomes problematic. You pay $58,000 for a car that's worth $38,000. So you upside down from the right. so That means. You've got to keep that car for seven years and you because you can't trade it in because you're upside down. So then when people go trade it in, the worst thing you do is go to a dealership because now what they're going to do is roll over the amount you still owe on that seven-year-old car over to your new loan. So now you double upside down. That's right. And so you just got, you have to understand the game. And like I said, we spend so much of our time just on educating. So that's why we have a limit to how many people we take in our program because you do have access to me and I don't have enough hours to give access to everybody. So we have to limit the amount of people because we really are interested in helping you. And so it's not a numbers game for us. So we don't take 20,000 customers or 5,000. We don't, we just don't in a given year. And so, um, but uh, that's how you find us. And then if you want to talk to me about business or anything, a simple way to remember, just type in chatwithless.com. You can schedule a consultation with me right there, chatwithless.com. 
and I'll put that in the uh, comments as well. We have any comments thus far? Yes, we do. Let me get them up. So let me see. I'm going to hit them. I need to be educated badly because in my mind, I resent credit scores. I think it's because I don't understand. It's foreign to me, but my husband tells me I understand. First of all, you're not alone. You are not alone. This is not stuff that we were taught. See, we were taught just pay your bills on time. That's right. If you just pay your bills on time and do, and if you only paid your bills on time and did absolutely none of the other things, you still have a sub five hundred credit score. Because the only thing you getting credit for is the thirty five percent. So you you got to have all pieces of the pie. Another major thing I want to remind people: inquiries. Don't fall for. Hey, if you apply for this card, you get an extra ten percent, fifteen percent for you shoppers. I'm not a shopper, but for you shoppers that like to find deals, don't do it. Because if you got your credit right, your credit cards are going to give you a much lower interest rate than the store credit cards. Anyway, they started twenty percent, twenty eight percent. You don't want to do that. Every time you do an inquiry, your inquiries count for fifty five points of your score. You, you, you really should only have between two to four inquiries a year, which means you're really thinking about who you're going to let access your credit and check your credit. All right. Your inquiries stay on your account for two years. So it's the easiest thing for them to verify and prove. If you sign up and you did an inquiry, you apply for credit. That's not coming off. That's legally able to be on there. So, so don't do that. That's one of the big things. So people give away 55 points. Then another common mistake is that if people that have okay credit, they get a new credit card and it has a higher limit. Then they close their old credit card. Never do that because now you've decreased your utilization. Right? You've decreased your available credit that you had. So now your utilization is going to increase, which is going to increase your score. So what I mean by that, if you got one card that was a $1,000 limit and your first card was a $250 limit. If you get the new card and you close the other one, then now you only have a $1,000 limit. If you'd have left the other one open and just paid it off, you have a $1,250 limit. So now if you got $200 charged on it, that $200 is less utilization of $1,250 than it is of $1,000. So that's what you're trying to do. And you really should try to keep your utilization. They say 29%. I like it get my customers down to where you really are at 9% on the phone. Let me see, we got another one. I noticed on one credit site, it factors in the debit card used to make payments on bills. Is that important? Which bank you decide to use? So um, that's why you should stay away from those sites that are predicting your scores, the estimate your scores, because that stuff is not right. So you you want to um, get with a reputable credit repair, get a, a true credit score, credit reporting system from the bureaus. It's going to have all three bureaus that you can look at. Uh, I don't like Credit Karma. I don't like those estimations for a couple of reasons. Number one, Credit Karma makes their money from the credit card companies. That's why every time your score goes up, they tell you, you qualify for this card, this card, this card. Every time you click on one of those cards, Credit Karma gets paid. Yep. You don't even have to apply. You just click. They get paid. So that's how they make the money, and that's why it's free to you. Pay the $19.95 to have a real service so you can look at your real score. Everything can't be free. No. Hey. And that estimate really doesn't give you a, a good reflection of what your credit looks like under each uh, credit bureau. Talk no. about that because they, they calculate scores a little bit differently at each one of them. They do. Every score, Every bureau is independent of each other. Uh, and they calculate differently. Um, and so you also have to understand there's a lot of variations to the credit score. So if you're getting an auto loan, they're pulling an auto score, which is totally different than a mortgage score. Right. And then Equifax mortgage score uh, and experience versus TransUnion, all, all three different variables, they all have different components and count different things of power value. So that's why you have to understand three. And that's why you will very seldom have the same score across each bureau because their algorithms are different. So no two bureaus algorithms are the same. So for example, I know on a mortgage, I think uh, Experian uses a, a version two, uh, TransUnion uses seven, uh, 
think Equifax uses five. So, I mean, again, you, I'm not asking you to learn all those variations because it's constantly changing. But Literally. Yeah. Nobody know. knows what you're talking about right now. I know. You went down, I know. You went down the rabbit hole. I, I did. I did. I, okay. So I like this stuff. All right. Yeah. Yeah. We know. Like we get it. We, we know. You know we'll get into it. <laughs> but the bottom line is this: Don't do the estimate score. They're not accurate. They don't. They're not going to give you enough information to give you a true understanding. And none of them give you all three zeros. They either give you one or two, and they're going to either give you. Uh, Experian and TransUnion, TransUnion are the two that they normally give you. You may get Equifax and TransUnion, but you will never get all three. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I, I think I got it. Uh, okay. Somebody want us to get to this one, Charles, and this is this is coming. I'm gonna let you jump on this one. Uh, will they give out more PPP money? Well, if you look at where we are in the calendar, um, I'm going to say that's going to be very difficult because we're headed towards midterms. And if you notice, they spent a lot of time talking about the Build Back Better plan, but that's all they've been doing is talking. It's because um, the closer you get to voting for midterms, the more uh, programs like that that will help the citizens get used as a weapon against the legislators. Um, so I would predict no, uh, especially because the COVID variants are not as deadly. And it's even though the hospitals are filling up, I don't foresee them shutting down everything all over again. I, I could be wrong, but the political winds just don't lean that way. And what about this one, Charles? Oh, yeah. Um, not maybe not this year, but I think I think I dedicated a show to telling you all to be careful about getting that PPP money back because if you didn't fill it out properly, if you didn't follow all the requirements, and if you put any false statements in there in the fine print, they had the, the criminal statutes listed uh for that very purpose, and they're gonna make an example. They always do. Uh, when they gave out money for Hurricane Katrina, I worked at the U.S. Attorney's Office on the Hurricane Katrina Task Force. And I can't tell you the number of people who we had to prosecute for false statements. 18 U.S.C. 2001, I believe. If Antonio is on here, he can he can uh, correct me if I'm wrong. That's off the top of my head. Yeah, and I think, you know, the biggest thing to get people is this factor is, and what Charles is referring to is, when they... PPP was only designed to help supplement a few areas and was only for a two-week period. <laughs> it was You could define that two-week period, but it was only for a two-week period. And so when people, when I start seeing people get large amounts of PPP money, and I'm like, wait a minute, they business is smaller than I was. Yeah. Add up. I knew it didn't add up because it's based on your payroll and then the other expenses you could use it for were like rent utilities. Well, you know, so you got to be able to document that stuff. <laughs> so yeah. if you got a, a $100,000 or $200,000 on a PPP uh, loan, and I'm not talking about the disaster relief, but that's, no, that's a loan, traditional loan. But if you got on a PPP, which is a forgivable loan, followed by rule, there's no way you can have that. And so if you falsified and said you had X amount of employees and you really don't, you got a problem. Yeah. You got a big problem. And I don't know how you did it because that means you had to submit because you had to submit payroll records. So that means you had to falsify that. So yeah, we got a problem. Yeah. Good question. Good question. Yeah. Charles, we, we got time, but let's go on and move on to some of the other things that no one talks about today. All right. You know, credit to take is one of those things that take over Washington story. That's all right. Well, get a couple more in because we got time. We we got a few more. We got time for about two more questions. Uh, let me see here. It's been a while since we've done one of these, so. Um, I think I got them all, Charles. I think I'm good. I think we're good. Okay. All right. Well, let's move on along then. Um, so 
switching gears, um, I like, you know, our intern who I finally got to see Kennedy. We actually got to meet for the first time yeah. uh, yesterday. It's very cool. But, you know, the weather had been nice. We were going to have lunch outside, but it got cold. And I said, Kitty, we, we can't have lunch because I'm not sitting outside in, in, in 30 degree temperature. And uh, and I'm definitely not going inside. <laughs> yeah. But um, she's headed back uh, to you in your way. She, on her iceberg, she said, just reflect on the new goals for Erbalon 2022, struggle of transitioning back to normal since the increase in COVID cases. So I think a lot of times, you know, as entrepreneurs, we tend to talk about the wins, but we don't talk about the struggles. And I think it's important to understand that there are struggles in business and there are struggles dealing with COVID. It causes some change. So if you want to talk about that a little bit, that trend. Yeah, I think, I think COVID affects us uh, as a business in a number of ways. Uh, we like to love on our clients and have them in the office and talk with them face to face. But because of the rate of transmission, that, that makes it hard uh, because it's hard to keep that that distance because you're in closed rooms. Um, and so that's one way. The other way is the court calendar. I spend a great deal of time every year in, in court on behalf of clients and the calendar gets pushed back because of transmission because you're in a closed courtroom and you think about just in court personnel alone you've got one judge you may have two administrators and a court reporter and then you've got about depending on the court you usually have anywhere from 10 to 10 to 40 attorneys and that's including prosecutors and defense attorneys and then from there you've got security personnel court personnel uh so that's over 30 people right there these courtrooms were not designed for uh, small, you know, you know, courtrooms are designed to handle everybody that has business before the court. And so even when you pare it down, that's still a lot of people because I hadn't even gotten to the defendants or, or, or plaintiffs, you know. Right. True, true. Um, good point. And I think, you know, just from, from a business side, I think, just in business in general, if there are things that people, anytime COVID strikes up or rises again, there are things that people need to do, but if it's, if they feel like they can push it off, they just wait and hold yeah. on to their money. So just from a business perspective, uh, you have to be even more locked in on really trying that to really help the customers you have and service them better and, and really trying to uh, explain the importance and, and really just, just the benefit of is this something that can be pushed off? If it is, what 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 are the possible side effects to pushing it off? It may be okay to push it off. It may be something you didn't think about. Right. Um, side effects. So it's really just being more uh, thorough and strategic thinking, which requires more time. So I would say probably what I've seen in COVID, the amount of time, your days get shorter because you're spending much more time per client than you've had to pre-COVID. Because you could do a face-to-face, -face, you, you can sit, you can explain it. And with COVID, you're spending much more time, which means you can't touch as many people in a day that you would normally touch. So right. days get shorter in terms of the, how much you can accomplish that day. So we tend to work longer in uh, during COVID times, is what I could kind of say. I, yeah. don't, I don't even, I, I mean, I, I, can't, I can't even tell you the traditional work of COVID time. It's like every time, you, every minute you get a break, you work. Yeah. I mean, and then too, I mean, not just, we talked about the office and the courts, but it makes it difficult to visit, uh, especially in criminal work, it makes it difficult yes. to visit facilities because you have a population housed there, you've got guards that are in and out, administrators that are in and out, and so they try to keep the number of people as low as possible. If it's not an emergency, they really don't want you on campus. Well, and, and here's another factor we hadn't talked about. You know, we travel. Uh, you know, before we go back to 2019, 2018, that was heavy travel years where we travel a lot for yeah. customers. We have customers that are out of state, particularly business clients. And, you know, in 2020, we weren't able to see them at all. In 2021, uh, we traveled a little bit. Uh, and in really cases where we had to, we only traveled when we had to. 
And uh, so it affect, it, it definitely affected the business division in terms of what we could do with clients that are in other states because we weren't able to touch them like we normally would be. But I think you just have to get creative. And uh, yeah. as far as goals in 2022, Charles, you want to talk a little bit about um, uh, just stay tuned. I say just stay tuned. Um, okay. We right. we'll just say stay tuned on that. <laughs> okay. So we'll say stay tuned on that. And once we have solidified that and worked all the kinks out, and once it's once it's official, so we don't stay stay tuned because it's not locked in yet. But once it's official, we'll come back and give you full updates on that. All right. Now the other avenue is airlines. Yeah. That's probably the problem. <laughs> yeah, I mean airline. If you, I mean, if you looked at nothing other than the stock that's that's uh, behind each company, then you know there's some trouble in the water because they're having to account for the cancellations. I mean, when you have 1,800 cancellations really fast, that affects your bottom line. When you have uh, this variant of COVID so easily transmitted, that means there's a high likelihood that some of your uh, flight attendants and pilots are getting some of your well, not only that, I'm reading on it right now. Like airlines just canceled another 1600 flights. Yeah. And right before, week. And right, right before so, that, it was 1800 the week before. Yeah. And they say, and it's all about workers because not only that, but mechanics. Yes. Virus and they're out. So if the plane can't be repaired, you can't fly. Right. Uh, you got flight attendants, you got pilots. You got ground crew. It's got a. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 a lot that goes on to get that plane in the air and down safely, and a mm -hmm. lot of people involved. Uh, you got to have gate agents to check you yeah. in. You got to have TSA security to get you through security. So guess what? That's why your security lines are long because they can't even get people to work because they down. That's right. It's 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 um. Summer. I was in the last time I was in. Well, you know my my issue. Uh, I went to Atlanta to see Jackson State play, and I, look, I had to come up with every possible thing I had in me to get back home for my daughter's event because they canceled the flight. Yeah, I'm literally in the line, security line, headed through the terminal to go to my gate, and I get the notification we canceled your flight. Yeah, after it been delayed five times. Yeah, so that kind of stuff is happening on a regular. So I, I mean, yeah, that affects business because you can't even travel with confidence. You almost now got to go a day earlier that you really have nothing to do. You just got to go a day early to give yourself a day because it might take you two days to get there. Yeah. And so that costs more and it just goes down a lot. Yeah, it's a logistics nightmare because it's affecting all, like you said, from, from the front front uh ticket agent all the way to to the refuel line and everywhere in between pilots flight attendants ground crew everybody well the next item on the list is a four vaccine that according to the moderna ceo he said a four vaccine dose might be needed this fall uh and i i pretty much realized that guys this is just gonna be just like a flu shot you're gonna have to get the vaccine because it only lasts so many months right it just i mean it just does and then with each one they do, they got more data and they're able to react to the latest variant. They will always be behind, but at least they're able to react and get it a little bit stronger. So until we can eradicate the coronavirus like we eradicated chicken pops and the measles, this is going to be a way of life. Yeah. You'll be getting shots. Yeah. Yeah. And look, it hit home. I, you know, what do we say? We say it's just a matter of time before this hits home and gets real personal to you. That's right. It got real personal to me this week. Yeah. I just leave it there. Real yeah. personal. Oh, yeah. And, and it's, it's bound to happen because. But think about this, though, like, even though it's bound to happen, the fact that vaccines were in play creates yes. uh, a much more tolerable situation and no vaccine absolutely absolutely i mean if you just ref if you don't think we've come a long way guys if you just reflect back to 2020 when people were getting it and literally when you got it you didn't know if you were gonna make it you didn't even know if you had a chance to make it right i mean it was it was it was no vaccines right i'm talking about pre-vaccine yeah before the vaccine 
it was look this time one year ago we didn't have a vaccine i have to remind people that we didn't have a vaccine one year ago this time the first shot started going in i think next week i think next week was the first week this it was the end of january i know that yeah and and then by the time they got to us i think it was march yeah that's about right but it made a huge difference because hospitalizations went down death serious serious uh side effects because you know prior to the vaccine it was if you got it they didn't even know how to properly ventilate you so you know it was it was a crapshoot at the hospital right let's let's try this let's try yeah. that. i mean because you had no test data that's right and so now it's much more uh you know we don't want anybody to get it but if you if you've been vaccinated you have a much better chance of avoiding serious complications they're always going to be outliers it doesn't matter what the disease is there will always be outliers but for the vast amount of the population if you've done what you're supposed to do and followed the science and gotten your vaccine and boosters it makes it it puts you in a safer position so Charles, switching gears a little bit, I noticed that the uh, FBI and U.S. Attorney's Office have gotten involved in a fight in a major way with the partners in law enforcement in Jackson to fight crime. Being that you're a criminal attorney, um, have you heard about this? Do you have any any insight on this? Uh, this yeah, I mean they've been they've been calling for it for quite some time. Uh, basically, when you see spikes in in crime like that. You want to take an all hands on deck approach, um, meaning that any avenue that you have to try and stem the tide of violence, um, you want to use it. So, you know, I'll put my educational hat on. I won't put the attorney hat on. I'll put the educational hat on. And part of major philosophies in criminal justice revolve around how you interact with the community you want to you want to be knowledgeable of the community you want the community to be knowledgeable of you so a lot of it is about effective communication no different than business the best businesses are the best businesses because people understand their product and what they do in order to understand crime um you need to have an understanding of what's going on and federal resources are greater than local resources so if you can have them join you in trying to figure out what the problems are and let people know that they're involved then there's a better likelihood of coming to some solutions because if you do the same i mean the definition of insanity is doing the same thing that you're doing over and over and expecting a different outcome and, and expecting a different outcome i mean so at least they're trying to involve all partners that are available yeah, they stated in the in the news release that the areas they're going to focus on uh, are the areas that's serving surging business robberies, carjackings, and gun and drug related offenses. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's going to take it's going to take that, and it's going to take opportunity being put before people. Because I agree. no, different. I agree. And listen, when you start getting business robberies on a high magnitude, I mean that that affects your whole economy ecosystem right yeah jackson has seen that and and when you start seeing and listen it's been going on for years anytime you start seeing just a high exodus a business out of the the the, the inner city there's a reason (laughs) Mm -hmm. there's always a reason um and that means that it's gotten to a point where the liability is greater than the reward yeah so you move and i mean look it's no no secret we 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 saw it where our office was last when you have one person that says i'm going to take an i don't care attitude and we saw how things went down literally overnight yeah beautiful building terrible upkeep uh you know and then it kind of spirals from there and so that's another thing that happened you're talking about 2021 that, that nobody planned for nobody wanted that huge cost investment we had to make to pick up and move a whole firm but we had no choice <laughs> hey, yeah, we got yeah. to the point where it wasn't even safe no so 
Hey, we're going to finish on, on an interesting on a sports note today. So we can't get around this, so we got to talk about it. Been news. The Antonio Brown debacle, this time with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What say you, Charles? Is, 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 the, is the gig finally up? Or is this the signs of a person that is sick and needs help? I think it was a cry for help. I mean, first time that you've seen anything quite that bizarre. Um, and knowing what we know from the outside, looking in on Antonio Brown, you know, I've seen a lot of people focus on, well, he, he was this many catches away. He was this many yards away. He was this many whatever away from a million dollar bonus. But when you see that type of action, it makes me wonder what else is going on beneath the surface. And so um, I hope the young man gets the help that he needs. I always tell people, I tell you all the time, NFL stands for not for long, and he's had more opportunities than most. So I think he's probably made himself unplayable at this point. Um, but even in being unplayable, I hope that they rally around him from the Players Association and give him every opportunity to get the mental health uh, support that he needs. Here's, here's, here's what I would like to see. Yeah. I would like to see the NFL, for once, actually, instead of working against, and I'm talking to all 32 owners here, instead of working against the doctor, and, and I and I don't, don't have his name, the college name, I would, and I don't want to mispronounce it, but the doctor that discovered CTE. Mm-hmm. And a, and a committee of experts and doctors panels to come up with some kind of screening mechanism to identify players early and get them the help that they may need. Because when you take a player like Antonio Brown, and I can just go back to one hit. If we look at Vontez Burkett and the hit he played on a couple of years ago in that same game that the linebacker, the linebacker from Pittsburgh was uh, paralyzed. game, He got knocked out. And, and and I can tell you, I've been knocked out one time in my life on a football field, and that was back in the days where they gave a smelling salt and woke you up. That's a concussion. Yeah. You, you, knock, you get knocked out, that's a concussion. <laughs> and, and when you get that kind of impact to your brain multiple times when you've played in the league as long as he has, in the position he plays and the hits he's taken, you know, with, with, with how bizarre it is and how it just seems to trigger, and it, it had been he'd been held in checks for a while, and then but any little thing can trigger it because it's not rational, because it's dealing with the brain. Yeah. And I think the NFL has to has to make an ongoing commitment dealing with CTE to constantly evaluate these players to know when they're getting it so they can get the help they need early on. Uh, I I think it's a cry, and I don't even think he knows he's crying. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 what I was getting at. I mean, I think his actions speak as the cry. Um, you know, we're not talking about junior high players, right? He's a professional. Yeah, but we can't leave the responsibility on the player to go get himself checked out. No, no player is going. It's not even in the mentality of the player. Uh, but we have to have the just like you got protocols in the NFL for COVID, and you got protocols that, but inside of you already got the concussion protocol, so wrap it inside of that. But I think we have to do more as a sport um, dealing with concussions because um, no doubt about it. I mean, it's, it's, you can ask anybody that's had a concussion; you come back from it. But look, it has some long-term effects that you can't see then. Yeah. And I truly believe it. And I love the game of football. We'll play it all over again. But I think your memory, your, 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 you know, how, how long you're able to retain on things, it can be little small things that are manageable that never, ever bother you if you don't play that long. But if you take a kid now that's playing football year-round, play high school, college, and the NFL, yeah, it's a, a lot, lot of miles. Than I ever took, so. A lot of miles and a lot of hits. Yep. So I, that's what I think. I mean, if you look at the symptoms and the signs, and you look at we've had look at Dave Garrison that took his life. Look at 
CTE, it, it doesn't even care. These people weren't like homeless. No. <laughs> and, and down and out. You look at uh, Vincent Jackson. All these players, man. Um, Gina Seau. I mean, and on and on and on. Mike Webster. So I think, um, I don't think this is Antonio Brown. I don't think this is anything Antonio Brown can fix itself. I don't think this is anything Antonio Brown can help. Yeah. This is not Antonio Brown. This is something inside of Antonio Brown that's causing problems and altering his behavior. Yeah. And that's, and the NFL needs to stop and do something about that and stop treating it like he's a bad kid that just got bad, bad manners. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what it's like right now. I mean, that's my feet of it. Uh, I, oh, I, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. I hope he gets the support that he needs to get, you know, get some clarity and get some help. Well, Charles, that's all I have today. Close us out. Well, we talked about it. Do we want to be inside? I, for one, want, I'm trying to get ready for football season. I'm not going to lie to you. So I want I want us to be able to move about the country um, yeah. as safe as possible. So everybody do their part. Um, I think we can I think we can make it. We know enough about how to work remote. We know enough about how to move and carry ourselves safely. We just have to stay in the habit of doing it. And I know it becomes monotonous. I know it becomes tedious, but it's worth it to do it. Yeah, I want look. I want to. I want to. I want to turn up this year. And now I've already got to push it to the last. So I just want you to know we're gonna have an action pack back end of the year because this is gonna be one event to the other. Because, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I want to. I mean, it's special. Seventy-two babies. This 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 is a special year for us. So, um, you wouldn't be referring to the fifty-year milestone, would you? Yeah, I would be, man. That's what I'm okay. referring to. I I, I I didn't want to say the number. I just couldn't get it out of my mouth. Cause I'm gonna hold on to this 49 until to the last minute, but um, but in all that we've seen with the pandemic, you realize right now how blessed you are to see it. Yeah, more than ever, you realize how blessed you are if you get the opportunity to see it. So you know, so let's 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 buckle up, wear our mask, let's do the thing, let's limit our exposure as much as we can. Um, for my angels in Columbia, that's doing what you're doing and you know who you are, that's taking care of things for me, I appreciate you. I love you and I thank you. Um, I don't have to worry and I can sleep at night because I know you got it. So uh, appreciate it. And then um, look, we just gotta we just gotta keep grinding and continue to. If you hadn't got your booster, get your booster. I think it makes a world of difference from people I've talked to that's contracted the virus and, and literally it was like a cold to them. The shots made the difference. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, they didn't miss a beat. So uh, let's make sure we do that. And I know, Charles, you've known people personally who've gone through it and the recovery. And, uh, and it, so the recovery looks a lot different for vaccinated people today than it looked for non-vaccinated people a year ago. I can assure you. That's right. All right. And then let's post in a prayer for all our kids that are back at school, all our, all the young people, uh, even the ones that's too young to get vaccinated and the ones that are but can't get boosters yet. Less, um, I, I constantly worry about that and the kids being back at school. Yeah. from so, I mean, the, the teachers, the cafeteria workers, the administrators, the janitors, security personnel, students, you know, Everybody, let's try to be as safe as possible. There you have it. Charles said, we'll see you next Friday. Same time, same channel. And remember, you can now join us on Twitter as well. So until next Friday, take it easy and be safe.